This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. The Bible tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. In the opening days of this powerful eight-day instruction, simply called faith, Pastor speaks of his five cylinders of faith and the great saints who succeeded by exercising this amazing gift. We see that the faith walk was never meant to be a cakewalk, but rather a lifestyle that simply set their faith in motion. In his closing sessions, we are introduced to some of the Bible's great faith walkers with evidence that they certainly understood what God meant by the just shall live by faith, believing the word, proclaiming it, doing it, and patiently waiting for it to come to pass. Let's now hear more of Pastor Ray's message about the power and truth of that simple faith. We've been teaching a mini-series on faith. And the reason I was just thinking about this as I was getting up to preach, to speak, and, and really to explain where this teaching came from, because over the years, many of us have heard about faith and have had teachings, some sort of teachings about faith. But I found over the years that, that faith, you know, I, well, I, I thought about this one time. I thought, how can I best explain to people what faith is and how to get faith operating in your life? We hear this message, that message, this other message, and it's always about faith, but somehow these messages to me were kind of like all spread out, and they never were really brought together in a concise way and fashion to explain to people how faith operates, how faith, you know, what does it look like? How do I get faith to operate in my life? So I came up with this thought and this idea, and it was the Holy Spirit's idea, of liking it to cylinders uh, on a car engine. In order for a car to work properly, all the cylinders in that engine have to work. I have a six-cylinder engine. And I think I told you I've got this little turbo boost that makes my car go really fast when all six cylinders kick in. Then, and I get up to a certain speed, this turbo boost jerks in, and boy, the car takes off. And I almost got stopped a few times, went through some speed traps. It's not my fault. It is the car's fault. <laughs> it's just a fast car. And uh, I have to tell it, tame down, calm yourself down, don't go so fast. But in order for the car to operate properly, all cylinders must be functioning simultaneously at the same time, firing, in order to propel that engine, to propel that car, and to give it the power that it needs to drive properly. Well, so is your faith. Your faith has components. Your faith has parts. And in order for your faith to be operating sufficiently and properly, you need to be sure that all the components and all the facets of faith are operating in your life. Now, the truth of the matter is that faith can revolutionize your life. The truth of the matter is, is that if you learn to use and operate in faith, 
you can, ha- you can get just about anything done in your life. You can get your body healed. You can get, a, get your business put together. You can start a business. You can, you can believe God for, for things in this life, for a house, for a car, for a job, for extra money, for a breakthrough, for your kids to, you know, get straight and, you know, straighten out and, and, and stop being, being goofy. You can, you can use faith for just about anything and everything that pertains to your life. My life that you see today has been the work of faith, trusting God in and of myself. I'm nobody. I don't have any, any, you know, wonderful gifts or abilities in in and of my own. I don't have a a formal education. I have what I call, I went to, I went to college, but I went to a different kind of college. I went to the college of the Holy Spirit. I call it knee college. On my knees, pleading with God to teach me, help me, open up my understanding I didn't have an instructor. I had the Holy Spirit. But I found out that the Holy Spirit's better than the instructors. Because a lot of the college professors today, you know, well, anyway, that's a preaching for another time. But anyway, so, so everything that I am, everything that I possess today, everything that I'm doing today has been the work of faith, the operation of faith, trusting in God and his word and believing that God would bring to pass and to accomplish and to make happen the things that I need, want, and desire. And, and, and so, so how do we put this together? Now, I, t- I told you to go to these verses because in Romans chapter 1, um, verse 17, the Bible says that the just, you're reading it, the just shall live by faith. So faith is supposed to be a lifestyle, not a spare tire that we think about only when we have a flat. And that's how some people are. Maybe you're like that. The only time you really think about you know, asking God or, or, or praying or seeking God's help or seeking God's advice is when you're in the midst of a tragedy or, or a problem or, or some other situation in your life. And much like the spare tire in your car, the only time you think of the spare tire is when you get a flat. But yet when it pertains to faith and the faith walk, we're supposed to be living by faith every day. We're supposed to be using our faith even for the smallest little things in our life trusting God to go before us and to make these things happen. Our faith can, can revolutionize our lives and change our lives. So faith is not something that we just use when we have a problem. Faith is something that we ought to be using every single day of our lives. And if we're not having a faith for something in the present, maybe we don't have a situation. Maybe we don't have a trouble. Maybe we don't have a trial or a temptation that we have to use our faith for. Well, we ought to be using our faith for the future. We ought to be seeking God for better things, a better place, a better position, uh, 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 you know, uh, a breakthrough, whatever it be. We ought to be using our faith to pave our way into our tomorrows. So even if we don't have an issue today that we should be using or need to use our faith for, whether it be a sickness or a disease or something else, we ought to be using our faith for our future, trusting that my tomorrows are going to be better than my todays, that my job in six months, a year from now is going to be better. I'm going to have a better job, more money, better employment. Maybe I'm even going to get into my own business in a year from now, as opposed to being stuck where I am today. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. The just shall live by faith, not just use faith in an emergency, not just use faith when things go wrong or when you get a flat tire in life. Faith ought to be aggressive. It ought to be moving. You ought to be using your faith every single day of your life. When you look over to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and um, uh, verse uh, 7, it says that we walk by faith 
and not by sight. In other words, our life is a life of faith. We don't just go by what we see. There are so many people that are driven this way. They're more driven by what they see than by what their faith tells them. They're more driven by what they feel, hear, and can, can see with their eyes, and they have no connection to God in the realm of faith or with faith. Yet faith, the Bible says that we walk by faith. I don't know about you, but I'm walking by faith. You know, when I signed the radio contract for 200, well, we signed two years. That's 400 over $400,000 in the next 24 months. Let me tell you what, I'm walking by faith. I'm walking by faith. I'm trusting that that, that, that money is going to show up exactly when we need it. And, and, and not only when we need it, but before we need it. See, we walk by faith, not by sight. If you're a sight walker, if all you do are moved by what you see, feel, hear, well, you're going to be in big trouble because you're, you're, you're not using your faith. You're allowing your senses to drive you as opposed to your faith leading you. You're not always going to see things up front. You're going to have to stand and believe God until they manifest. That's what faith is. I don't have $400,000 to pay the radio budget, but I'm believing that God does, and I'm believing that it's going to come, and I'm believing by faith that it'll be here right on time to pay those bills. Are you with me? Now, you should, you could, and you should be using faith at this level in your life. But somehow faith has just become this word, this generalized word. Well, I have faith, you know, or people use it to de- describe the, the denomination. Well, I, my faith is the Catholic faith. My faith is the Presbyterian faith. My faith is the Episcopal faith. Well, that's not what faith is. That's not what faith is. Faith is, is powerful. Faith is awesome. Faith is life-changing. And when you learn to operate in the principles of faith, it will redirect the whole course of your life. It'll put you on, it'll put you, uh, take you from the road of failure to the road of success. It'll take you from the, the road of lack and insufficiency and put you on the pathways of abundance. This is what faith will do. And if you read through the pages of the Bible, you know I'm not just preaching some pie-in-the-sky thing. The great men of old, if you read, and we'll get to it at some point in this series, I hope, but you read uh, Hebrews chapter 11, and it talks about all the great men and women of the Old Testament, and it keeps referring, by faith they did this, and by faith they did that, and by faith this happened, and by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by pure trust in God and what God says, as opposed to walking by what I see, feel, hear, and, you know, discern with my natural senses. And if, if you read it, you see that these great men, you know, trusted God. And that's what faith is. In short, faith is just trusting God. So faith can redirect. Faith can, can take you from a, a bad place and put you in a very good place. Everything I am, everything I do, I didn't know how to do any of this when I started. It was a faith walk, not a cakewalk. Don't misunderstand, not a cake. See, sometimes we think we come to know the word and we start tithing for two weeks and, and, and then we think it should be a cakewalk. Well, no, it's the truth because some people think that. You know, think it, they, they do the Word of God for a couple of weeks and so they think everything's just going to snap right into order. This is not a cakewalk. This is a faith walk. You know what? It wouldn't be faith if you saw it. It wouldn't be faith if it was there. If it was already in the realm of reality, what, what need do you have for faith? You don't need to have faith for something that already exists. Your faith kicks in when there are things that do not exist that you need, seek, desire, and want. 
that's when your faith kicks in. Come on, somebody give me a better amen than that. <clears throat> so, so 2 Corinthians 5, 7 tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. So if you're, listen, if you're a Christian, you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ and you want to see something happen in your life, you're going to have to walk by faith. Sometimes you're going to, you're going to walk on, you know, you're going to be doing things and people are going to think you're crazy, but you've got to be focused on walking by faith and not by sight. Because if you're a sight walker, you're going to be messed up in this natural realm. You're going to have to just give it over to a faith walk. And that's just trusting God. I don't always know what, what's going to come with the next step. I don't always know what's going to be there in the natural. But I know by faith that God will never leave me nor forsake me. I know that I know that I know that God's hand is upon me. Come on. I know that I know that I know that it's going to turn out for my good. I just have to step on it. See, faith is not faith if you already see it, if you already have it. That's not faith at all. Faith is, you know, faith, you have to have faith for things that you just don't see. It's not here. It hasn't manifested. See? So you may be poor. You may be insufficient. Maybe that's not your situation, but there may be some here that are poor and insufficient. Well, your faith now has to see that there's a day coming when you're going to walk out of that insufficiency and lack, and you will walk in. Why? Because God's Word promises it. So you see, let's get back to the cylinders of faith and then we'll talk about, we'll review the two cylinders we talked about. We'll get into another one today. So every cylinder has to be firing in order for this to work. So I found that when I, in talking to people and counseling people and just watching people, that a lot of times people have a couple of the cylinders of faith working, but they don't have all the cylinders working. And every cylinder is important. Every part is important to the whole. You can't have one part that's not working and, uh, and, you know, the other is working. They need to all work together in harmony and be operating simultaneously in order to have maximum output and to have good results. How many of you want good results? Yes. How many of you want to see better results? Yes. All right? So, so, as it relates to faith, there's five cylinders. So, last week we started and we talked about the very first cylinder of faith is knowing. And I shared with you that a great man of God said one time, he said, faith begins... Faith begins where the will of God is known. If you know God wills something for you, you can have faith for it. If you don't know that God has willed it or God wants you to have it, how could you ever have faith? Oftentimes I hear people pray that way and it irritates the socks off of me. When they pray, you know, they pray this long prayer and all this, and then they end and they say, if it be thy will. Brother, sister, you better know what God's will is before you ask him. Because the Bible says that if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if he hears us, we know, we know, let me say it again, we know that we have what we asked of him. If it's already willed, then you know. If you pray something and you're not sure, that means you don't know. You need to know God's will before you pray for something. Say, so how do I know God's will? Very simple. You read his instruction manual because this is his will right here. The word is his will. If if it's contained in here, it means you have his permission to use your faith for it. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Not maybe, but yes and amen. So you got to get maybe faith over to yes, amen faith. Yes, your word says it and amen, I will have it. 
Come on, somebody. The very first cylinder of faith is the knowing part. You must know the Word of God. You must know what has been appropriated. You must know what your rights and privileges are. Just like I said about the BMW, when I found out that there were benefits that went with it, in other words, I drop off my car, they, by contract, have to give me another car to use. When I bring my car, their deal is that they'll wash my car. When I bring my car and the windshield wipers are worn out, they replace the wipers at no charge to me. There are benefits that come with signing up for the deal. You have to know from the Word of God what Jesus has won for you and what comes with the deal. It's more than just dying and being forgiven or being forgiven of your sins, dying and going to be with Jesus forever in heaven. What do I do from that point to the day I die and I go to heaven? Do you think God just leaves us here to wander around aimlessly without direction, without any plan? without any provision, what kind of caring God would that be? He's given us His will, His provision. It's found in the Word. So when I find in the Word that God, you know, by His stripes, I am healed. Not might be healed. Not even going to be healed. According to God, healing is a forever settled subject. Therefore, when I find out that by His stripes I am healed, according to Isaiah chapter 53, 2 Peter uh, 24, when I find out, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 24, when I find out that by the word, that by his stripes I'm healed, I understand now, I have the knowledge that that's God's will for my life. Now I can begin to use faith for it. Why? Because God has already willed it. And you see, a lot of people are wandering around aimlessly in their walk with God because they just don't know. And that's why the Bible says in Hosea that my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Not a lack of love of God. Not even a lack of prayer. Not a, not a lack of commitment, but a lack of knowledge is the destroying factor in a Christian's life, in a believer's life, because you just don't know. If you don't know, how can you have faith for it? How can you have confidence on, on a promise from God? So that's why it irritates me when people pray that they isolate one scripture that's found in the book of James and, you know, pray. They don't even understand what that verse means fully. And they stick it on every prayer. If it be thy will. if it be, Honey, sister, brother, whoever you are, you better know God's will before you pray. How can you have faith? How can you have confidence if you don't know what God... Now, when you know what God's will is, man, you can go at that thing with boldness, with confidence, with courage, that it is going to be the way God said it's going to be because His Word has forever settled it. So, the very first cylinder or piston a faith, cylinder of faith, is knowing. Everybody say, knowing. The second cylinder of faith that we talked about last week was the believing. And Jesus' words, not my words, go read your Bible. I'll give you the, the address. Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. And Jesus said, if you can believe all things, not some things, not a few things, not a couple of things, not only the things that, you know, um, you think possible. He said, all things, all things, all things that pertain to your life, to your finances, to your family life, to your future, to your business, to everything that's connected to your life, all things are possible with God. So, Jesus told us that believing is really the second cylinder of faith. It's the second uh, 
a part of faith that needs to be operated. So I, I, I begin to know the word, but now I have to believe what I'm hearing. He says here in, in let's go to Mark's gospel because we're going we're gonna to land there. We left off there last week, but let's go to Mark's gospel chapter 11. Believing. If you can believe all things, according to Mark 9.23, all things are possible to him who believes. With God, there's another verse that says the same thing. With God, all things are possible. So, so believing the word becomes the second cylinder or piston that drives the engine of faith. I must believe what I'm reading. You see, um, back then when I first started out, broke, poor, insufficient, didn't know where I was going, aimless. I didn't, I, I, I didn't know what I was, what I was doing. And, and, and when I looked at my future, it didn't look very, very bright. And, and, but I got into the Word and I began to see that God had a future for me. That God had a purpose in my life. That God, from, from before the foundation of the world, from my mother's womb, that God had a purpose and a destination for me. Well, when I got that bit of knowledge, I started to just believe that my future is bright. My future is blessed. I'm, I'm, I don't know what it is. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But I'm going to trust God every step of the way. And I'm, just, I'm believing for a better life up ahead. Before that, when I looked at my future, I just thought it was bleak and I'd never get anywhere, never do anything. I, I, I didn't believe very much good about myself or about my future until I got into the Word and found out what God had to say about my life, that He called me, that He fashioned me, that, that I was fearfully and wonderfully made by the hand of God. Boy, when I started to believe that for myself... I, I, I would look in the mirror and I would use that verse and I'd say, the, the old is gone and the new has come and all this. If any man be in Christ, the old is gone and the new has come and all this is of God. I'm not who I used to be, but I'm not yet who I'm totally going to be. I'm not, I haven't arrived, but I'm getting there, trusting God every step of the way. You have to believe the word of God. You have to believe that God has a future for you. You have to believe that God wants you healthy. You have to believe that there's a breakthrough that's coming in your life. You have to believe because all things are possible to one who believes. So it's not just good enough knowing the Word, because I know a lot of people know the Word, but I don't really think they believe what they know. Because if you believed it, you'd start acting like you're believing it. You'd start looking like you believed it. You would start, you know, responding in accordance to what you believe and get these other pistons of, of faith firing, these other cylinders firing, um, because, uh, you know, but, but the fact that you don't is clear evidence that I don't think you really believe what you're reading. I don't think you really believe that God wants you to prosper, that God wants you to abound, that God wants you to do well, that God wants you to be well, that God's hand is upon you, that God is going before you, that you can have the breakthrough, that you can do the impossible. You see, because if you believed it, you'd start acting like it. You'd start talking like it. Your shoulders, instead of being all hunched over with a sad face, you'd put your shoulders back and, and you'd stand upright and you'd just walk with, with a new courage in, in your step that, that it may not be perfect, but I'm getting there by faith. Faith is taking me to my destination. Because I believe God. I believe God. I believe God over what my circumstances say. I believe God over what the doctor says. I believe God over what I see and hear in the natural because God is greater than anything in this natural realm. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. 
If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you simply want to sow a gift into the work of the MTC Radio Ministry, go to livingwordchurch.org and click on the Give Online Radio Ministry tab. Or send your check to MTC PO Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Pastor Ray invites you to visit Living Word Church in person or via their weekly live stream broadcast Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. But before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. This is Pastor Ray Hegistilianos. It's always a privilege to share the life-saving, life-changing Word of God with you, our listeners. And today, as always, I trust that these messages are impacting your life in a very positive way. Remember that as life's challenges come, we are more than conquerors. This has been More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray Hegistilianos and is provided by Living Word Christian Church, White Plains, New York.